Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, hi, guys. How are you? I'm back in Los Angeles. I had a wonderful trip, and I'm excited about being back on the show, as always. And we have some good stuff today. First of all, I have two people that wrote in with questions, which, of course, as you know, I love. And one is Michael from Florida, and the other is Robin. And Robin also gave me a great suggestion for shows after this, which I will... I'll talk about in a little bit. I just want to get to the questions. I hope you all had a good week. Um, Spring is coming in much of the part of the world, and I hope it's just, you know, opens up a beautiful spring and summer for everyone. Uh, Okay, so let's get to questions, because I think what I love about the questions is if somebody writes in with a question, most likely many people will have the same question, and so this helps clarify for everyone. Um, So I really want to say thank you to Michael from Florida for writing in the question. Okay, so here's what he says. Does a pull-through only happen to a fifth-dimensional facade soul who is trying to resist advancing or evolving in some way? But if in the human kingdom universe they come in as a fully evolved human, what are they evolving towards? Well, those are really good questions, and there's some confusion here, for sure. So, yes, the those of us who carry the dual soul nature, the facade soul that we carry is fully evolved. It came in already at the seventh level. It was inexperienced, but it was fully evolved. So we aren't evolving to something uh, with the pull-throughs, uh, and it is not, so that is not a part of it about getting us in line with our true soul essence, which has preordained some things for us to do in this life. We've co-created with our true soul essence things that we are supposed to do in this life. So I'm going to read you a little bit of what Sadaka said last week in just a bit, just to remind you. But I want to go uh, to his next question because it's right along the same lines. He asked, what would be an example of a real pull-through? Like, I think it would happen on the soul level and manifest in our reality some sort of tragedy or midlife crisis. And yes, uh, it could very well be some sort of tragedy or difficulty, some sort of trauma, especially if there's been a lot of resistance to moving in the direction you had preordained for yourself. So you might call it an illness. For example, the illness, you you might call it in from the soul level, because the illness, I mean, where you are in life, you're stuck in some way. You aren't moving, you aren't shifting and moving in a step-by-step manner toward whatever direction it is or whatever other side you're meant to be at. So the illness would, in effect, give you an opportunity to think about your life's purpose, to get you moving in other directions, 
et cetera, et cetera, get to you to be aware and pay attention to things that you've been ignoring or were unaware of. So, yes, uh, definitely, that pull-throughs often involve some sort of trauma or stress or crisis, things like that. Again, if you recall, last week I talked about the fact that we have an option of going step by step by step by step or putting it off, digging in our heels, resisting for whatever reason, and then we get this more traumatic pull-through. And it's similar to when we have had an assignment at school to write a paper, say, and the professor gives you a week to write it. And you could choose to write a little bit every day. And so by the last night, you have just the finishing touches and your paper is ready. You get a good night's sleep and your paper is ready (laughs) the next morning. Or you can choose, for whatever reason, to put it off to midnight the night before and you're up the rest of the night writing the paper so that you can hand it in the next day. Now, you get to the other side both ways. You get the paper completed. You learn whatever it is you, you know, the professor, the goal of the paper wanted you to learn something. So you get the results either way. But you have a choice of doing it step by step or waiting to the last minute for whatever reason. There'd be different reasons. <clears throat> and the, I don't think it was this week with Sadakis that Sadakis explained why our fourth dimensional nature resists, but I am going to be talking about that uh, either next week or the week after. I'm not sure. I've been doing a lot of reading because I'm ready to move to another series, another topic, and I'm trying to work out what to do, and I'm still not sure what to do. And In one of my readings, there was an extensive discussion about the why our facade soul resists the pull at our true soul nature, the true fifth dimensional soul nature, why, you know, why we resist that movement to connect with it. And so instead of jumping ahead of myself and starting to talk about it in detail for Michael, just know that it will be coming out in the next week or three. I'm not sure when, but it's it's very interesting and you'll see. So we aren't digging in our feet to resist evolving. We're digging in our feet at the because we carry the dual cell nature to res, to resist the preordained um, requirement by that fifth dimensional nature, what we've preordained with it. And there are real reasons why we resist that. So again, it will come out in a week or three. I'm just not sure. Um, and then he asked one more question. Uh, is there a lesson to be learned from a pull-through? And I just want to remind you guys that it isn't really about learning lessons. A pull-through is about dissolving the old and recreating the new, moving you forward with new perspectives, new focus to a higher level of awareness and balance. It is to get us to the other side so that we're more in harmony with that true, our true soul essence. Because the goal here, guys, is that to become one and live out of that space, that awareness, that consciousness, to be able to merge in essence our 
the sad soul essence with the true soul essence so that we are operating as one together. And so we do have resistance at our facade level. And um, so there aren't really lessons to be learned. It's, it's really more about dealing with fears that we have and things like that. So what else is new? Now, on the human level, I'm, well, you know what? I'm going to read you a bit from what Sadaka said last week <clears throat> because I think he explains it really perfectly. And this is what he said. If you were only human, you would still continue to go through the pull-throughs, but you would not be in conflict because there's no conflict between the two souls. You see, those of us, this is Janet now, those of us that have the dual soul nature, we have conflict between the facade, free will, human nature, and the divine will or uh, conscious instinctive will, however you want to say it, of our true soul essence nature. And so we have these two parts of who we are in conflict from time to time, whereas the human does not. So, so anyway... <clears throat> For if you were truly human, you would only have that one true soul essence, which would be human. However, the fifth dimensionals carry that innate knowledge of the higher true soul essence, which has, in many instances, preordained, preordained absolute conditions for you to fulfill in this vibration, which means that at the free will level, if you are not aware of certain things that you've preordained yourself to do, that true soul essence will pull you through whatever needs to be pulled through in order to get you in touch with that soul vibration. So there is, in many instances, great conflict in this reality for the fifth dimensional incarnate in human facade form. It's also important to understand that even the true human has the free will to do what it wants. <clears throat> but in an evolutionary thrust, such, such as what's going on right now at this point in time, the human souls are also going through their own pull-throughs. As you know, a pull-through does not mean you don't have to go through something. Instead, it means you must go through everything in a very intensified manner if you've not played it out in a more step-by-step -step manner. Okay, what's he, what he's saying is that when a pull-through takes place, you have to get from where you are to where you're supposed to be. And in doing that, you have to move through all these experiences that you need to move through in order to get the other side. And so that was the analogy I gave about doing a paper in school. I mean, it's a silly analogy, but we have the choice of writing a little bit each day and getting to the other side of having completed the paper. We can do it a little bit each day, or we can wait to the last freaking minute and do the paper. We Those last hours, the, the day of, really, it was due, and we still accomplish the same thing. We can't get out of doing the paper. We have to. So, that's what I was saying. So, um, okay. So, uh, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. So, anyway, trust me when I say I recommend you do the step by step process. You know, that's what I do. This is why I encourage everyone to do a little bit of work every single day. It is really important, guys, that we cooperate with the energy. Our movement forward, we're going to get to the other side no matter what, but wouldn't it be so much better to do it step by step and not have to go through the extreme stresses of 
of illness or some crisis in the life pattern or whatever area. And so I, I really recommend, as I always do, that you do something every day. Really make it a lifestyle. And this will really facilitate and accelerate your connecting with that true soul essence and living out of that spot and moving into that higher perspective, the higher state of balance and harmony, the higher state of uh, conscious awareness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So that was Michael. Now, Robin, she also wrote me a long email. Thank you so much, Robin, as always. And, of course, thank you to Michael. Thank you both. Totally. Um, And first I'll do her question. She said, I have some trouble wrapping my head around the idea that we're not supposed to die, but rather to transform the physical body. I just can't imagine what that would actually look like, I guess, because we haven't seen it in this lifetime on this planet as far as I know. Yeah, I agree. It's very, very hard to wrap the head around for sure. The higher self told me that I would transform very first reading from Joan. That's 1983, guys. And it blew me away for a half hour after the reading. She couldn't get me out of her space because I kept saying, wait a minute, what are you saying here? Please, am I getting this right? For one half hour, I really was kind of uh, blown away. I was completely a newbie, hadn't heard of any yogis and all of that that maybe have done something similar in India. I don't really know. But, and I think I've mentioned on the show that I was supposed to do it, I think, close to 20 years ago, and it didn't happen. And I found out, I didn't know why, but at the time, I just said, well, you know, I don't know how to transform, you know, from the mind level. How am I? So I just kind of let it go and thought, all right, well, I don't know. And then many years later, I I got the information that I really wasn't ready to do it at the mind level, the emotional, psychological level. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. So, and I don't think I was, so I would bet I, you know, I made a lot of peace with it, but I do feel it's, probably one of the things I've ordained for myself because the higher selves almost never predict. They rarely predict. And if they do, they always talk about probabilities. They'll say, well, the probabilities aren't set yet. We can't predict or the probability is high that XYZ will happen or probability is low. They always add in when they, even though it's rare, but when they do talk about the future, they always, uh, or most always, add in the probability factor. For me, there was none of that. They they talked about it as a given. And so there's a part of me that feels it's still going to happen. I don't know when, but I've really much more aware now and more practice with the information and the and everything that and I understand now that I can cooperate with that and I have been working a lot on the aging illness death and dying and on many other things too so you know I don't know it is hard to wrap, wrap your head around there is a part of me that fully accepts it and there's a part of me that says okay it, the higher selves have told us 10 things and out of the 10 nine things have not only helped me and happened changed my life 
But this one thing <laughs> hasn't happened yet. So do I discount it because it hasn't happened yet? Or do I hold open the possibility? Do I stand in neutrality and allow allow it to see whether it's going to happen or not? I don't know. Um, that's basically where I am. I stand most of the time in total state of neutrality. I still try to cooperate with the possibility, but I really don't know. So, yeah, Robin, I, I agree. It's hard to wrap our heads around. And, and yet, all the work that I've done toward it has helped me. I mean, I'm so tremendously healthy. I really helped bring my physical body into a higher state of health and balance and harmony. So all of that is good for the quality of life, whether it happens or not, <laughs> it's good for the quality of life. And so I can recommend working on that sort of thing yourself, yourself. Um, anyway, and she says, I'm gonna go on, let me finish the question. She says, I'm also curious about resurrection. Does that mean Jesus actually became visible to people after his death? And is this sort and was this sort of an intermediary step to transforming the body? Well, from what I understand, yes, Jesus did resurrect. He was visible, but it was not a trans intermediary an intermediary step to transforming the body. If he had done it as the mission if the mission was carried out in its purity, he would have transformed the body without dying first. He would have just transformed it in a living state. But as we all know, the mission was aborted. It did not go properly. And you understand there are many, many reasons for that. Uh, the, you know, the, the humanities on the planet were not ready for the concept to go and it to occur to process in its purity, they were, they were definitely not ready because the earlier concepts that were infused, evolutionary concepts that were infused on the planet did not go to the highest level. And there was a good reasons for that too. But by the time the higher heart consciousness concept came along, of course, it, the mission was aborted pretty much because it just, they just couldn't play it out like it in the total purity. In any case, um, Yeah, so in any case, it, it, yeah, he did apparently resurrect, but he did not, it was not an intermediary step toward the transforming of the body. Okay, another question she had was, are we also connected to each other via invisible energetic threads, or are we connected with everything and everyone else only or mainly through our connection with the originating source energy field? And that is one great question. It is one I've had for a very, very long time. However, I do think that we are connected to all life at all levels all the time, not just when we're amalgamated or conscious of our connection with the originating source. Uh, Sadakis and others have explained how we are providing the souls the lowest in frequency, uh, energy to aid them in their evolutionary process so that when we take steps forward or steps into higher awareness or healing or balance or harmony or anything, we help this, all the souls beneath us in evolutionary frequency. And they also said there are souls above us in evolutionary frequency that do the same for us. So the connection that we have, to me, has to be continuous 
uh, with one another and not just somehow through the mothership, so to speak. There's some sort of uh, connection with the pure soul essence uh, with every with every soul. Now, I think that for the most part, this connection is unconscious. Um, but I think we can make it more conscious by amalgamating with the pure soul essence with whatever souls we wish to connect with. And I can't recall whether I talked about this on the show last week or whether it was in a meetup group, but what I'm doing now is I'm amalgamating with the pure soul essence of all the particles, the mineral, plant, and animal particles in my physical body. And I'm working with them to again, facilitate uh, the continuing um, movement of my body into a higher state of health and balance. And in any case, I think I did talk about it on the show last week. Shoot. Anyway, I'm sorry if it's a repetition, but when I first did it, it was as if you walk into a room and when you walk in, it's very quiet. And then all of a sudden, everybody starts talking. And that's the way it was. It was as if all these particles, when I amalgamated with their pure selescence and my pure selescence, I became one with all the particles in my physical body. It was like just talking started all at once. And of course, particles don't talk. So I'm not sure what it was. But honestly, guys, it was bizarre and fascinating it was weird but I felt like there was some increase in the state of consciousness because I had consciously amalgamated with these other souls that I happened to be carrying at the frequent you know in the physical body but there was a state of consciousness that I moved in and facilitated their awareness the particles awareness of their own pure soul essence it is kind of bizarre, I know, but that's the scoop. Okay, before I get to today's show, I, I had asked Robin briefly if she had any suggestions of where I could go in my next series on the show, because she listens to the show, and she comes to my meetup groups, and she from time to time has a private session. So she knows my work. She's very supportive, and uh, she's also very smart, <laughs> so I knew she might have some good suggestions, and she texted me literally minutes before the show, so I haven't had time to really process her suggestions, but I do want to speak to them because I thought they were great. She <clears throat> suggested that I encourage everyone to listen to one or more archive shows every week. I have plenty of them, guys, as you probably know. And then call in or text or strike text, write in uh, questions or comments. You could also call in and ask for healing. So it, in essence, she's suggesting that I make it more of an interactive show. And I thought that was really great. I have done more interactive stuff in the year, I think, 2015 was the last year I really did it where I spent 
a lot of time just doing healing. So people had to write in or call in to request healings. And so there was more interaction and it was great. And, um, and if I didn't get any healing specifically from some request, I would work on the planet or some other group healing, or maybe there was an issue in society or in government or in this whatever in the world. And I would work on that. So it may not have been interactive every week, but it was a lot more interactive than it's been since, since I started this informational show. So I think it's a really great idea. I'm doing a lot of reading, as I mentioned, to see where to go. This series, in its own words, is a particularly long one. And there is much information out there that I could talk about, but I'm just not sure yet. I have to tell you, I'm just not sure yet. So I have a feeling it could be rather piecemeal in the beginning, unless I have some brilliant idea between now and next week. I have many ideas but it hasn't sort of gelled in my mind yet. Uh, I think you're going to be fascinated, though, with whatever I come up with, because it is also fascinating. What can I say? Um, so I really do want to thank Robin for sending in those suggestions. I do love the idea of having it more of an interactive show. You know, I'm having a problem now with the emails because, Robin, you did send me that one email, and I did get it a day later. So I have to figure out where what's happening with Janet at JanetRichmond.com. I may just have to give you all my Gmail address. So I think I might do that, but I don't even know it right at the moment because I've had it for years, but I rarely use it. So anyway, I think I'm going to change over to that address so I don't have to worry and people can for sure contact me. Uh, anyway, okay. So I hope that I answered your questions, and I'm sorry to kind of put you off a little bit, Michael, on your question about why is it that we resist. I really, if I hadn't just read this fabulous bit of information on it, I wouldn't put you off, but it really was good, and I, I'm basically kind of skimming the material because there's, I told you, tens of thousands of pages, and so I'm skimming the material, and I just don't have it clear enough in my mind to, to give you some really, you know, good explanation. So I'd rather go back and get that information clearly out to you. And I will bring it out hopefully next week. Okay. <coughs> okay. So now um, I'm going to get to today's topic and it's Sadakis today and he is really kind of doing a wrap-up and a summary, as I mentioned in my explanation. He also adds some very good information on chaos and perspective. But before I want to, before I start, again, it's Joan doing the amalgamation. Before I start with a group, I want to mention, and I think I've done it before, but I, I want to do it again up front. She does invite us in her section on the healing of the amalgamation the healing section of the amalgamation. She, she invites us to flow the divine energies out through the top of our heads and create a fountain, etc. And then she says, while we're sending them out into the healing circle or into the astral or wherever, she also encourages us to partake of the energies ourselves. And I have 
said this once before, but I want to say it again. I want to clarify it again. When we are sending out the divine energies, we are sending them out from our own pure soul essence. That pure soul essence that is everything, the originating source was, is, and is becoming. And when we are partaking of the energies, bringing them in for ourselves, we are doing so from our fourth dimensional facade soul essence. Remember, it's free will. We have to ask for that flow to come in. We want to invite that energy in, and she's inviting us to invite it. She's suggesting that we also take in all that divine energy that we're sending out for everybody else. So I did want to just make sure that you understood that because I did have a question on it years ago. I remember, well, if we're giving it out, why are we then taking it in? And so I'm clarifying it for you all because it was a question I had a long time ago. Um, now, it isn't new. It's the pure soul essence energy that does all the healing for us, all the neutralizing, all the dissolving of our energetic field. It's what we use every time we do a healing to bring in balance or whatever we're trying to bring in. It is that divine light that does everything, and that is what we've come in with. We are well-equipped. Okay. It dissolves the old and rebuilds the new. All right. <coughs> the doc has talked a little bit about this, too, today. <coughs> Clear my throat like I seem to do every time I get on the show because I don't talk to anybody <laughs> until I get on the radio. So it's really odd. Anyway. Okay. So I'm going to start. It's Joan's information she brought in from Sadakis um, on August 19, 1987. And it's very clear. I don't think I break in hardly at all today. Um, let me see. Yeah, just once, once or twice, maybe once, <laughs> just once, I think. So it's not that long and it's very clear. So, and then we will do a healing as always at the end. Okay. Now let's all take a few moments and quiet our minds and let us remember that in this state of quiet, we are to remain conscious. We are reminded again that in consciousness is power. So remain very, very conscious, even though you are quiet in the mind. And in the state of quiet focus, of quiet, focus your attention on the light within yourself, remembering and understanding that this light is only a symbol of your pure soul essence. Perceive this light in any way you desire, you may even think it in your mind. And as you continue to focus on that symbolic light, allow it to grow until you are encompassed within its center. Take just a moment and experience the power you carry within the centeredness of your pure soul essence. It is within this pure soul essence that each of you carry your highest, most purest, most perfect point of power. And you are connected to the totality of all life in all levels. Remember that this pure soul essence is that part of you that is connected to the originating source of all energy. And as the re originating source of all energy continues to grow and expand and evolve, so do each of you. And for you are all that the originating source was, is, 
and is becoming. Now remain conscious of the fact that you are centered within your light and now also become very conscious of amalgamating with the originating source of energy, thus becoming conscious on two levels. Take a moment to experience this amalgamation with the originating source of all energy and all creation that stems from it. Now continuing to remain conscious in these two levels, now amalgamate with the totality of your higher selves. Remember, your higher selves are fifth dimensional in nature. Your higher selves are you in the highest, most evolved, true soul essence space. I would ask each of you now to remain conscious throughout of these three levels, remembering that as you interpenetrate and move closer toward that true soul essence of your fifth dimensional nature, you will be able more easily to maintain consciousness in more than one level at a time. But practice makes perfect. So in these gatherings, we attempt to activate that sense of beingness in more than one level at a time. Let us ask now that we be assisted and amalgamated with any higher selves from any realm or any direction or any dimension that care to join with us in the session tonight, and that we be given all that is needed and necessary, and that the information we receive will be understood, articulated, and manifested by all of us from the very highest level. Let us move for a few moments into our healing circle. We see this circle symbolically as a brilliant light, which stretches and expands to include all levels, all souls at all levels, who desire to join with us, either for partaking of the energy for balancing, balancing and healing, or by assisting us in focusing outward the energy of balancing and healing. Over the years, we have infused into our healing circle many energies that have grown and expanded and been infused each time we have individually or collectively joined together. We have infused our healing circle with the power of the miraculous, with higher heart consciousness energy, with the energy of hope and energy of faith, faith that that which is hoped for will manifest in a positive way, and many, many other energies over the years. Now, remember you are conscious in three levels. Take a moment now to move into the healing circle. This is the fourth level of consciousness. As a group, collectively, you are the hub of this healing circle. Remember that you are projecting out of your pure soul essence, which carries your own specific power of the miraculous energy. Now, as we stand in the center as the hub, let us call forth and ask any soul at any level in any dimension who cares to partake of the energy or to assist us in focusing the energy to move forward and join with us in this healing circle. We ask that all souls at all levels who are involved in situations, conditions, and circumstances that appear hopeless, we ask that those souls move forward. We ask all souls involved in situations and conditions that carry high levels of trauma, fear, death, and dying to move forward and to partake of this healing circle. Let us call forth on our specific planet for all individual souls involved in positions of power and authority, those souls involved in creating and endorsing and carrying out political policy. Let's ask that they move into the healing circle to partake of this energy. 
Let us call forth for all souls involved in illness factors that appear to be helpless, particularly where catastrophic and apparent terminal illnesses are concerned, and all souls working to bring healing vibrations into those situations, whether they be healing energies as we are processing, or the medical people who are working to unfold and discover cures. Let us call forth and ask for the assistance of our interplanetary friends who are in place in the astral, the etheric realm, to come forward and assist us by moving into and becoming part of the hub of this group. And let us ask the higher self to move in through and around each of you, taking from your own mind the names, situations, and conditions of any specific healing conditions that you would place there. Remember, they can move into the mind and take that before we can speak the word or think the thought. And they can do this simultaneously with everything else they are doing. Now let us draw from the healing circle itself the energy that has been infused there. And from this, from the heart center, up through the top of your head and out, begin to flow the brilliant energy of this healing, of this healing circle. You are a fountain. Remember that you yourself are partaking of this fountain even as you flow it up and out. Remember in your own pattern of situations and conditions that you feel hopeless and helpless about are now being infused with hope and with faith. Remember that you are yourself bathing in the energy of higher heart consciousness, the highest level of love energy, even as you flow it up and out from the collective energy of the healing circle. It is important at this point in time for each of you to remember and begin to reclaim and to take pride and ownership of this power of the miraculous that you carry. We have, over the last several months, been instructed by Sadakis and Marius and many others about the evolutionary thrust and the various realities that transpire as this evolutionary thrust continues to build momentum. We've been addressed on more than one occasion about what could be viewed as evolutionary, as an evolutionary pull-through, which is that pull-through that takes place from that pure soul essence, which is connected to the originating source, and moves all souls at all levels at the same rate of speed, depending on the density of the soul pattern, as that of the originating source. Additionally, we have been given information as it pertains to our own individual patterns, our own individual pull-throughs, as they pertain to our true, to our true soul essence connections. Sadakas. At a time like this, when a new evolutionary concept is being infused upon the planet, the energy of the this evolutionary movement, it's building its in building its momentum, will stir within each individual soul those altered reality frequencies that must be addressed for that soul to move forward into a higher state of purity. In order for the facade, human facade soul of a fifth dimensional in place to process the evolutionary concept, in order for the human facade soul to assist in this evolutionary movement, this cleanup must take place at the altered reality level and at that physical level, so that the movement forward into higher levels of purity and cleansing can take place. In the case with the group who were in place in the last evolutionary age, that being the age of higher heart consciousness, 
the evolutionary movement, while it was working, was not working to the degree that it is working at this point in time. That group, however, did go through, in their own way, tremendous evolutionary cleansing in order to continue to move forward and to grow and expand in their own right. The reason that that group continues from time to time to work with this group is the need for processing the higher heart consciousness. Because because there is the need for processing the higher heart consciousness energy as it becomes more and more intensified. And now the evolutionary thrust, in addition to the evolutionary movement for a new age infusion, will continue to bring to the surface all that is needed and necessary in order for the souls upon this planet and other planets to process what must be processed so that they can stand in a cleaner and in a purer state. You will remember from the beginning, we worked with this group with the idea of chaos, which would appear to become worse and worse and worse. You will also remember that we have indicated that chaos is only a centering point between the old order and the new order. And that in order for the new order to exist, the old order must first be torn down. And in this respect, it appears through the eyes of the individual viewing it to be a state of chaos. In this cleansing process, each of you will undergo in your own way that process of cleansing and detoxifying, which in your particular case affects you at the facade soul level, excuse me, the facade soul mind level, as well as the true soul essence level, which is your fifth dimensional nature. This means simply that in order to interpenetrate your true identity, you will first be processing and cleansing and purifying of your facade identities. Once that has been completed and you've locked in and tapped into your true identity, you will continue to move into higher and higher levels of higher and higher self-identity based on this evolutionary thrust which you will recall takes each individual soul beyond any reality that has ever been realized up until this point in time. You will also recall that from many different directions and on many different occasions, we have worked with this group individually and collectively in order to bring into the consciousness of each of the individuals the idea of life, that life is a viewpoint. Life being a viewpoint simply means that each individual views the circumstances in the life in a very individualistic way. So that that greatly affects and traumatizes one individual would have no bearing whatsoever on another. What we'd like to see happen with this group is a commitment of each of the individuals to themselves that they will begin to practice shifting perception practice viewing the circumstances in your lives from a different viewpoint, which will greatly assist you in processing the fourth dimensional side soul, mind, body cleansing, and will assist you in the evolutionary pull-through as they pertain to that pure soul essence, which is continuing to grow and expand moment to moment to moment. 
In the areas that deal with what may appear from time to time to be chaos in the life, it's important to step back and understand what you are viewing as chaos is only that centering point for major positive changes in your life. We find it interesting that in the lives of individuals, the good emotions, the good things, the good emotions are handled properly in that for the most part, when something wonderful happens in life, or when some wonderful emotion presents itself, the individual processes that, is grateful for it, enjoys it, and when it's over, it's over. The opposite takes place when the process works from the emotionally negative level, as well as what appears to be the viewpoint of the individual to be negative conditions. If someone has been poor all of their life and suddenly they will win a million dollars in a lottery, there is great change that is affected through this. Change being chaos in its positive connotation, not viewed as negative. And these changes are established through chaos in order for the new order of prosperity to play itself out. It is not viewed as chaos, but nevertheless is chaos as it is that centering point changing the old order of being poor and new order of handling prosperity. And yet, if someone goes from riches to rags, it is certainly perceived as chaos. Janet. I think this is very clear, but I did want to add a little something. Sometimes we do not process the positive good emotions perfectly. This is not addressed here really because the effort here is is to make the point of illustrating the differences between how we process the good versus how we process the bad. But I just want you guys to be aware that we can and do attach a lot of beliefs to good emotions. For example, when you're in love with someone, you can attach a belief that you're only whole when you're in love or you're only happy when your mate slash partner is behaving a certain way toward you. And when she, he doesn't, it's their fault and you're not, that you're not happy. So there's so many things we can attach to positive feelings. Please be aware that these two need to be neutralized, even though for the most part or much of the time we do process positive emotions in a more proper way. We do have to be careful of the belief systems and the attachments we make to those. Okay. So that is. It becomes important then to remember that as you continue to move through and process your own evolutionary pull-throughs, that if you can center in the emotional state, whatever the emotional state might be, and allow these pull-throughs to process with the understanding that the other side is a beautiful new order. You will be more easily able to allow the process to happen. It is only difficult because it is perceived from the limited viewpoint of the fourth dimensional facade reality. We've spoken often of tunnel vision and that everything that is experienced, heard, spoken, or learned for the most part there is an attempt to relate to that, relate that to something you already know in this fourth dimensional reality. But this is only one reality of many realities that you carry. It's only one of many realities that have not been realized, but which you're in the process of realizing. So by centering within that pure soul essence, 
by cultivating a relationship with your own power of the miraculous, by laying claim to that that has always been there but has not yet been fully potentialized or realized up to this point in time, you will move much more easily and effectively in this evolutionary thrust. Please center in the now of each moment, moving neither to the future in your thoughts as to what it might be or it might not be, moving neither to the past as to what it could have been or should have been, but standing in the now of the moment, sending the power of the miraculous into all situations and conditions that you are moving through. It is also important that as a fourth dimensional directing identity, you each have a belief system about what you think certain things should be. And yet your true reality has that far broader viewpoint as to what is right and proper and positive. Therefore, there are conflicts at the fourth dimensional facade Conflicts as the fourth dimensional facade attempts to process that true soul essence, which may or may not be in accord with the fourth dimensional facade desires or beliefs. Thus, it is time to begin to cultivate a love affair with yourself. We've spoken often of the importance of each individual soul to learn to properly love the self. We've given many exercises and techniques that will assist you in cultivating the higher heart consciousness energy within. You should bathe consistently in that fountain of love with the understanding that the more often you process that fountain of love for yourself, the easier it becomes to properly love the self. If you stand in the now of each moment, properly loving the self, making no judgments, which takes you off the now, standing in the now, bathing in the fountain of love, cultivating and working and taking pride in ownership of your power of the miraculous. Each of you can bring into your own individual life absolute contentment, peace, and perfection. Again, practice makes perfect, and each of you will have your contentment and your peace and your perfection with or without your cooperation. It is easier in consciousness, in knowing, that you can work with these energies cooperatively and therefore make the transition from the old order to the new order in a much easier and more effective way. In closing, we'd like to ask you to remember very consciously of all, remember about, all the levels that you're in at this point in time. And we would ask each of you to take a few moments, work with a higher heart consciousness, consciousness energy, that higher, highest love energy available from your pure soul essence. Practice in this moment with no judgment, loving yourself, seeing yourself centered within the light. And from that point of centeredness, flow that higher heart consciousness energy up to the top of your head and let it flow all through you and all around you. Make no judgments. <clears throat> you are perfect. You are powerful. You carry within you all that was, all that is, and all that is becoming from the highest level of that originating source. Now take just another moment and continue to bathe 
in that fountain of love from the center of your and from the center of your forehead. Activate the power of the miraculous. See it in any way you desire. Flow that into a situation in your life that, where you would like to affect a miracle. Make no judgments. Just flow the power of the miraculous into the situation. You are powerful. You carry the ability to create miracles in your life from within. And when you can create miracles, and then you can create miracles in the lives of others. You are demonstrations of light, of power. Practice the centeredness of the now and allow this evolutionary thrusting to take you as far as it wants to take you in the manner it wants to take you. Allow your true soul essence to take you as far as it wants to take you. Remembering that you, as you perceive it in this reality, you perceive it from the fourth dimensional facade viewpoint. And it's only one reality of the many realities you're connected to. You are more than you believe yourself to be. And every single moment of every single day, you're becoming more and more and more of that. The diamond in the process of becoming the diamond. Love yourself first from that higher heart consciousness level and all else will follow. Okay, and that is the last of Sadakis's very enlightening, uh, fascinating, helpful words. He and Marias and Paul and Mary have really enlightened us so much, and I, for one, appreciate it <coughs> because every time he any one of them comes and brings us information. I'm spending the week between shows just really focused on it. Of course, then some new information comes in and I'm, I'm on to the new thing. And yet I, ha- I don't forget the past and I, I keep working with the other energies, but it, it does evolve. It's just very interesting. And I think some of you are doing this. I hope many of you are. And I love Robin's suggestion that that I should encourage people to listen to one of the archive shows every week at least, if not if not a couple, or listen to that one two or three times. Uh, a couple of the people that I know listen to the show, they listen to the there's so much meat in every show. They listen to the archives sometimes two, three or four times. And of course you can <clears throat> get the advantages and the benefits from the healing each time, which is immeasurable, I think. I know for myself, even though I didn't have anything to listen to because, well, I I did, but I just, because I typed the healings, I would do the healings myself just from reading them. And then pretty soon I would take on the exercise myself. So the, you, you get a lot of benefits. From the healings, tremendous. Anyway, the toward the end, Paul talked about becoming a fountain and bathing in the love and bathing, you know, creating or activating the power of the miraculous and sending that out. And I didn't spend a lot of time on it because I'm going to use that as the starting point for the healing today. 
It's so powerful, and I have been using, personally, I've been using the power of the miraculous all week, <laughs> um, sending it into not only my, the, my areas in my life, but also just in general, because I'm not even sure where I need the miracle, but I'm sending it to the planet, and, you know, we need miracles all over the place. So it's a very powerful energy, and so we will, we will start there. I've also been using the divine will a lot. I can't remember if I talked about it last week. But I don't know that I have. It was this show. It was this show that Sadakis explains that our fourth dimensional facade um, is fighting it from time to time the true soul essence that's preordained certain things to happen. And so I thought, you know what, I think, and he doesn't talk about divine will, but I started using divine will this week, and so I'm putting that into the healing too, because I want to get in line with divine will, and whatever I'm carrying to the facade level that resists my true soul essence, connecting with it, and moving into that preordained whatever it is, bringing me to that connection with the true soul essence and living out of that place. So I've been calling in divine will to try to find the places where I'm not quote unquote willing (laughs) at the fourth dimensional level to, to do that. So I'm going to be doing the divine will and this healing also for you guys. I can't say in a week that I'm, I see my life changing overnight about using those energies, but I have to tell you, they feel incredibly powerful. And I feel like, because I also read that other thing, so I threw that into the healings too, has to do with the very first life that we laid down as carrying the facade soul. And it was fascinating. And I'm going to find it for you guys. and Maybe I'll do it next week. Um, It is. So I threw that in, too. So I don't know if that's going to come up now. Maybe the higher selves will wait on that until I actually give you that information because it is really interesting. Uh, it explains general. And, of course, every soul is different, but it explains in general what happened in that very first life that we returned carrying the facade soul nature, the dual soul nature, and carrying, you know, the true soul essence with the facade soul. And it is pretty fascinating. So maybe I'll do a big healing on that when we get to that one. Um, Okay. So I'm just going to get a little water, and I'm asking you all to make yourself comfortable again. We are already amalgamated. I can still feel it. I'm still very conscious of it. So I'm thinking many of you are too. But I, as I normally do, I, I, I kind of redo it just to make sure we get in the nowness of the originating source so that these divine energies can work at their very highest, most purest, most perfect level uh, without pulling ourselves by being in the past now for the future now. So we want to be in that nowness, and so that's where we're going to go. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so I'm going to ask each and every one of you to just quiet your mind again, take a few deep breaths, and if you need a focus, anything to help you or technique to help you focus, you can just listen to my voice and just begin to bring the mind's eye in, activating the focus of attention, 
And the very first place I want you all to focus on is the connection to the plugging into the originating source of all there is. Becoming one with that energy, becoming one with the totality in a conscious manner, bringing into your awareness the consciousness of the connection to all there is, to all life at all levels, and being conscious and aware of tapping into that incredibly vast oneness and the nowness of this energy field. It is very powerful, very vast, very unlimited, very all-knowing. It's all there is, all evolving, all perfection, all protection. It is just this very warm cosmic hug that I feel. I sense it in through and around the totality of my beingness. And at this point in time, I'm going to ask that we each activate, become aware of, and amalgamate with our pure soul essence, understanding that is the part of originating source that we all carry, that we, uh, that is who we truly are. And at that level, every single soul is totally equal from the lowliest grain of sand to the highest, most evolved being. We are plugged into the originating source, this infinite resource of divine energies. And so the pure soul essence, our pure soul essence is becoming intensified. It is becoming even more empowered. It's growing and expanding and becoming one with the totality of who we are at the mind, body, and soul level. I want you to just experience it, feel it, sense it, think it, know it. I am my pure soul essence. Just use the words if you need to. Any way is perfectly fine. If you need a symbol, use a symbol for that pure soul essence. And now we're going to become one with our true soul essence, that fifth dimensional essence that we are it is where we're moving to become connected to to live out of that space to have that higher perspective to be able to tap into the totality of the miraculous the totality of the knowledge the experience um, the knowingness the perfection the balance and harmony that's where we're moving to, guys. And I I want you to feel that energy, sense it, move with it, become one with it. This is you. This is who you are. And now we are in three levels. We're one with the originating source. We are one with the pure soul essence. We are one with our true soul essence, that fifth dimensional nature. We are going to become one at the conscious level, become aware that we are our fourth dimensional soul essence. And we're creating a bridge-like structure from the originating source to the pure soul essence, to the true soul essence, to the, our facade soul essence. Let's connect that connecting link to help us become conscious and aware of all that we are 
and of all the spaces and all the realities that we are attached to and that are part of us. They're not fully realized yet. They're in a process of being realized. And by just becoming one and amalgamating with all of these energies, it will facilitate that movement for us. Okay, I now want us to activate from the heart level the higher heart consciousness energy, understanding and knowing that this is divine level energy that we carry. It is the highest, most purest, most perfect healing energy that we can utilize in the human kingdom. And we're going to just begin to activate this energy and we're going to create that fountain. And in Joan's day, she talked about us being in the hub, but I've always seen us, even though I haven't talked about it for many weeks now, I've always seen us on the rim of the wheel, um, symbolic wheel, where we're all as equals. And I want to continue using that analogy. It is a powerful one, slightly different, but that's okay. Symbols are symbols. We can use them, you know, to our own ends. The process, though, is similar and important. And I see all of us now standing on the rim of this wheel. These are past, present, and future listeners. We're also going to bring in and activate, strike activate, ask ask for uh, any higher selves from any other realm or direction to come in and join us, and many, many just joined us, and the facade souls of those came and joined us on the rim. And so we have we have a lot of um, help here, a lot of energy here, and we're all activating that higher heart consciousness energy. And we're activating it from the heart level, and we're moving it up and sending it out through the tops of our heads. So please envision this incredible symbol of but very real energy of all of us sending higher heart consciousness out through the tops of our heads, becoming a gigantic fountain of the energy. The higher selves are now taking it to many, um, many, many souls all around this planet, all around the universe. They're moving it into the astral, those those fifth dimensional uh, with dual salt nature that are working in the astral are the astral workers, whatever you, you know, whatever you want to call them. They are utilizing the energy. They are assisting um, in the processing and neutralizing of the darker astral fields. And the higher selves are also moving it in through and around the the conglomerate astral all all around the human kingdom universe and they're actually moving this energy also out to other planets around the universe you know i don't know all of them but certainly many 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 known and unknown planets that have life forms they're bringing this higher heart consciousness energy to them as well this is a very powerful exercise and one that is very important um it's something that we can do as a group. Sometimes we have our hands tied. There's things we just can't touch or affect in any way. 
but this is a way we can. Now I'm also seeing this force field of energy being created. It is a, in essence, symbolically, it is over, it's over all of us, like a big like dome symbolically over us. And this force field of energy, all the divine love we're sending out goes easily through the force field, okay? So think a little sci-fi here. It goes easily through the force field of energy, but but the um, but there's all, but it does offer some protection because now the testers and tempters have come in and they are partaking of the divine love energy themselves. Remember, they are veiled from their pure soul essence. They are unaware. They carry it. And so they need, you know, they have these way stations. They need to have the light from time to time to continue this very difficult journey that they're on. And so we are providing them a huge amount of divine love, and they're coming in to partake it. I would say many of them are out of body, um, and they come from all over the universe. It is a very, very wonderful thing that we're doing to help our the, our fellow dimensionals that are working the dark or the the dark side of the path, but dark not meaning evil, but the dark meaning veiled. They are unaware. They have no consciousness that they carry the pure soul essence. That there is something more than just this life, just this whatever. So and so that we are helping in that way. Okay, now I want to have us all activate the higher selves in this particular things that we activated from the brow chakra, you can activate the power of the miraculous from anywhere, really, but let's just do it from the brow chakra, and we're going to ask that that, too, become part of the fountain. So the power of the miraculous is moving out into all those situations and conditions that need, that require, that could use the help of this miraculous energy. And it's also being taken all over the universe and into the astral. It's interesting. There's a lot of belief systems out there that say the miraculous can't happen. So that is all being processed and jiggled loose and released from from whatever we carry or whatever other souls carry that believe that the miraculous can't happen, that um, it can be easily explained by science or whatever it is. Now, the miraculous simply means that it's something that the odds of it happening are very low. That's really what a miracle is, that the odds are really low. But, of course, even if you have a one out of a million odds, it does happen, something would happen once out of a million. And in that case, we would call it a miracle. Uh, but if you're someone who, who, who has belief systems that say, you know, that one out of a million could never happen, that power of the miraculous is actually going in and triggering that off. So if any of you came up with the idea of being, you know, doubtful or, or um, anything like that, because we don't want to have any belief systems about anything, guys. The belief systems limit us. They keep us stuck. They create a ceiling for us as to how far we can awaken or become aware or expand or perceive. So, we want the power of the miraculous to go in and jiggle off, make loose, loosen all of the belief systems, whether it be the belief systems that we're not loving ourselves properly or 
anything related to that or whether it's the belief systems about the miraculous, whatever it is, we want these divine energies to go in and begin to trigger off the ideas and concepts, the altered realities that we carry in that energetic field. And that's what it's doing for everyone. Now, I haven't turned it around and had you all absorb it. I'm going to do it, though. But meanwhile, if you want to use the energies for yourself while we're doing the healing, absolutely fine. We can do both at once. No problem. Okay, so the next thing I want to add, the next divine energy I want to add to our fountain is that of divine will. And divine will is very important, and it's something I really resisted for a long time, and I know I've spoken about it on the show before, so I don't want to repeat myself over and over again. But now I really feel divine will is so important because we want to get online. We want to connect with that part of our true soul essence that has preordained stuff for for us at the divine will level. I don't know about you guys, but I'd rather be preordained by something at the divine will level than somebody at the facade soul level trying to force me into or control me to do something. This isn't about control. This is something we've agreed to. It's just we don't have any memory. We don't, rem- we don't remember. We're not aware of what we preordained. But we've already chosen it or it wouldn't be preordained. So we want divine will to come in to facilitate and help us release the areas where we're stuck, where we are resisting uh, the movement forward, where we might create a pull-through for ourselves. So let's call in divine will and also divine evolutionary thrust. Both of those energies are going to help us move forward in a more step-by-step manner, in a more in a manner that won't in, um, create for us trauma or drama, crises, uh, whatever that might be for each soul. It would be different. Uh, it could be from ra- riches to rags. <laughs> could be from rags to riches. We don't know. But, of course, if it goes from difficult to better, it's not going to seem like chaos or pull through or difficult. But, in fact... The pull-throughs can be both ways. Um, So if we're going to have a pull-through, let's have it from the rags to riches. So let's cooperate as much as we can because we want to get to the other side. So we want to call in the evolutionary thrust energy, the divine will energy, again, higher heart consciousness, and power of the miraculous. And now... I'm going to ask that each and every one of you symbolically move to the center. You're you're in two places at once. You're standing on the rim of the wheel, and you are absolutely pumping out these divine energies like no tomorrow. You're just pumping it out really intensely. But now I want you to move that facade soul part of you into symbolically into the center of the at the hub and I want all of the energies of the fountain to fall on all of you to engulf all of you and I'm right in there with you and become one with the totality of your facade soul having it move in through and around the energetic fields that you and everyone carry 
to really jiggle loose, loosen up, help to release, we'll call in divine release too, all of the stuff that is standing in our way. We want it all yesterday. I know from so many people the frustrations of the, the slowness that it seems to take us to get to the other side. So we want to cooperate as much as we can. And while we're doing that, let's release the being in a big hurry. Let's release impatience. Let's let go of those factors that hold us stuck that the, uh, I want to call in divine timing. I had this come up for a client and it's so, it just struck a bell with me. I want you to call, uh, we should all call in divine timing because there is no stopwatch, as I say often. There's no prize with getting somewhere faster. There's no booby prize if you if you're the last one in. So I want to call in divine timing and divine neutrality so that we, I can feel a lot of stuff about time. We all carry it, this wanting to, you know, the rush we're all in a big rush, and I, that's being triggered off from so many. So let's let all of the being in a rush, all of the ideas that time is uh, out of our control, that it's something we have to grasp or hold on to, or it's the biggest asset, that there's never enough of it. You know, what all those belief systems about time, all the racing and running and all of that, so that we can bring in the divine peace, the divine nurturing, the divine serenity, and divine timing. So all of these energies are moving out from the top of our heads. We've activated it from our pure soul essence, and we're all standing at the hub. Not only are we sending the energies out in the higher selves, we're just happily taking it everywhere, the, but we, we are also taking it in, becoming one with these energies. And I do feel a lot less of a rush. I feel a lot less stress. Let's actually let go of stress. That is coming up. Remember, don't focus these things that are coming up on anything. Don't lock it in. Oh, that's what it's from. Let's let go of attachments. We don't want to attach it. We're in the nowness of the originating source. We don't want to judge it. We don't want to go, aha, that's because of this. I have that because of this. Well, in fact, you have it because you've had it for many, many lifetimes. <clears throat> At the mind level, you just think it's related to this life, but in fact, it really isn't. It's just been triggered off by a situation or an event or a condition or a person in this life. So we want to just let go of the attachment, the effort to attach, the, the effort to blame and to judge not only others but ourselves and i'm just feeling a tremendous amount coming up from all of us at the chest and mouth level the chest and the heart there is just a lot of stuff being let go out of those areas a lot of choking feeling of choking um almost like you can't breathe, the difficulty in getting an air of taking in. There's, okay, this is kind of a resistance. 
a resistance to all these light, these energies, a resistance to the movement forward, uh, the fears, the fears of the unknown, the fears of the destiny, the fears of commitment to the destiny, the fear of pain and suffering and sorrow. Just a lot of stuff coming up. Just allow it. You can become aware of it and let it go. Become aware of it and let it go. Become aware of it and let it go. And I do feel that it's beginning to to dissipate. Um, I want to call in divine breath to help everyone take that deep breath. Add the light, the energy to help with the release. Okay. I want to go back and remind us all to refocus in the nowness of the originating source, becoming one with our pure soul essence, our true soul essence, and our facade soul essence, understanding that we are working to release and heal and balance the mind, body, and soul level, that these energies being the divine in nature are also helping us at the fifth dimensional level because the fifth dimensional true soul essence is also being affected by the evolutionary thrust. It too is being moved into higher states of reality, states of reality that no soul has been to yet. Please understand that this is not just affecting us at the human level. It affects us at both levels. It's affecting every soul at every level. And because we carry the dual soul nature, it kind of has a double impact for us. So even the true soul essence is taking in this energy and especially the evolutionary thrust. I feel like it's almost drinking that in, which just seems silly to me because the fifth dimensional part of ourselves seems so, um, so out there. I can't even imagine that it needs anything, but of course it's not as evolved as it will be, as it is becoming. So it is drinking in that evolutionary thrust and it's facilitating. I want to call in divine reality. Now, I'm not too, I've been starting to work with this energy. I don't know exactly why, but when I call it in, it just feels like it grounds me in some way. It feels grounding. So I want to call divine reality because we're actually going to help ground that fifth dimensional nature and, of course, especially the fourth dimensional nature. And so I want to call in again, divine reality. And this is not only, uh, it's not only helping us, it's also being moved out as part of the fountain. Okay. Said anything, I'm seeing people stepping back from the hub back to the rim of the wheel. It's as if at some point the various souls were all um, done with the processing for today. And so there's this stepping back and it's just really beautiful. I do sense a tremendous amount more of serenity and calm around the 
the hub. Um, it, it really is interesting because it feels to me almost as if the little bit of work that came up at the end that we brought into consciousness about helping ourselves at the true soul essence level, the fifth dimensional, it's as if that's helping. That's helping too. It's going to help us with our movement forward to the other side to get to that silver lining, so to speak, to get to that place where we're all wanting to be yesterday. So we just, I, it just, there's some additional serenity there that some additional state of understanding. It's as if the, the energies that we, we just provided the divine energies did also help that fifth dimensional level. And it just feels weird for me to even say this, but again, I mean, if you've been listening to these shows, I mean, so what else is new? There's something weird that comes out almost every week. So weird in the sense of that we couldn't have made this stuff up. I mean, I never could. And I'm a big sci-fi fan. I love sci-fi, but I've not seen any of this stuff in sci-fi. And anyway. Okay, well, the higher selves are indicating that the healing is over and that a lot of good was done. Anytime you listen to the show, anytime you read, listen to the archive, all this healing gets done again and again and empowers the energies all through the universe. And of course, it's the same with listening about the healing circle. And, and it's interesting because I don't use the healing circle, but I was very involved with it way back when. But we've we've just sort of shifted and we have a slightly different type of healing circle. They both are active. They both are utilized. It's never an either or thing, whichever you feel comfortable with, whichever uh, anything that is said, we're all going to pick things that resonate more with us than other things, various exercises. And that's why we get so many to choose from because we're all snowflakes and we all will resonate with different things, and it's not an either-or. Never either-or, and you've heard me say that many, many times. It's just important to remind you that, that you find your way. You find your own way, and your way will change and evolve and expand just like my way has. And your way, you know, there's many, 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 many roads to Rome. So we're all on our way to Rome, and we're all going to take whatever route it is that we're going to take. Some of us will go straight there. Uh, we just, Rome is our goal. Others will travel around, see the countryside, you know, learn and, and process and experience on our way. We'll first do one thing and then another. I mean, there's just so many ways that we can do it, sometimes alone, sometimes with others. And no way is wrong. Whatever way works for you and resonates with you is important. It is, though, equally important that we commit to a lifestyle. And we all have crazy lives from time to time. So there'll be times where you'll be three or four days, maybe a week or two, and you don't do one thing, one of those pull-throughs or some sort of major crisis or something is happening that pulls you so firmly away and that's okay it isn't about judging yourself it isn't about getting on yourself and, and self-berating it is 
literally when you realize it and when you have some open time, some open space, just move back in and begin again. Anybody who's ever gone to the gym or done any kind of exercise program or tried to learn something, whether it's learning how to play the oboe or learning how to um, be a competitive diver or whatever, there's going to be times where you just can't keep up your practice, whether it's a day or a few days or whatever. But the commitment is important. It is really important. And it will really facilitate and accelerate for all of us that movement to the other side, which is where we're going, to the awakening, the increased awareness, living out of and becoming one with that true soul essence. That's who we are. That's the part of our soul that's evolved the highest. And this is really important, guys. And unfortunately, we can't, climb out of bed one morning and say, okay, I'm going to be a concert pianist this week. You know, you need practice. Sadaka said today, it's a matter of practice, being in more than one place, being conscious of more than one place at a time. That's what we can do easily and effortlessly at that true soul essence level, at the fourth dimensional facade level. We have to practice. We have to keep working at it keep becoming aware, holding on to the conscious awareness of being in more than one place at a time. So it's always the same with this work. We need to make it a lifestyle, commit to ourselves, take on, own the power of the miraculous that we carry. Very important accept the totality of who we are, own it, be responsible for it, utilize it, manifest it. Exciting. We all come so well-equipped, very, very exciting, and so very, very powerful, helpful, joyful, wonderful on so many levels. And so, guys... That's it for today. Next week, I'm still not sure that I will be, for sure I will be there. I'll be here and, and I will post it. So you'll know what's, what it is. And I don't know if I'll go into another series right away or do some sort of miscellaneous kind of topics. Um, I don't know whether I'll do, you know, I, I think I probably will start inviting the call-ins and the emails, and I'm going to try to get the email to that Gmail account so that I just wish I knew what it was at the moment so I could give it to you. But in any case, next week is soon enough. Just know how much I love you, how much I love the show, and how much I appreciate everyone who listens. I appreciate what you, all the help you give me, the opportunities you give me, the, the experience, the knowledge, the practice, the the everything that you guys give me. And I just keep my fingers crossed that you get something out of it and your lives are changing and you're moving forward and you're feeling that hope and faith and that knowingness that we're going to get to the other side. And with that, I love you a lot. Have a great week, guys. Mm-hmm.
Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.